Hey, what's happening? This is your host, Tinto. And before we get started on this week's episode, I'd like to give a shout out to everybody that got me coffees, starting with you, someone anonymous. Uh, you got me a coffee and your comedy reads, thanks for the awesome podcast. And then I got Mano Ko. Uh, another one got me a coffee and your comedy reads, you don't know how your podcast has saved me. Thank you. Hmm. What have we saved you from? Come, let's talk. <laughs> and then last but not least, I got P-Power. I know I owe you a call back, but funny enough, I haven't seen your missed call. You only claim you did, but hey, I'll, I'll try and call you tomorrow anyway. Uh, you got me a coffee and your commentary is Batong Tinto. I hope I said that right. You're dragging your feet posting fam. Here's a few coffees to motivate you. I hope all is well. Roads to 1 million streams, maybe. Yes, well, we're not too far from a million actually. We're sitting on just shy of 700,000 downloads and streams since the podcast started in January 2021. No. 2020 so yeah if you want to join me in celebrating head over to www.buymeacoffee.com forward slash feeling station and give as your spirit leads remember there is nothing too small to support the podcast that you've grown to love without out of the way let's get straight into this week's long awaited episode is that a breakup i think we have a situation right here Hello? Hi. The normal thing to do is say hello when you pick up a phone, I you know. I did. I like literally went like, hi. Uh-uh, uh-uh. I didn't hear you. Let's try this again. Ring, ring, ring. <laughs> hi. Oh, thank you. That- <laughs> hello. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. And you? I'm doing good, thanks. Welcome to the Feeling Station. Ooh, thank you. For those listening to the podcast for the first time, it's a romantic family and friendship breakup podcast showcasing stories that people would like to talk about with a view to give lessons from their experiences. Now, I hope you find today's story entertaining, but more importantly, meaningful. Uh, The podcast is popular for two main reasons. Um, And the first one is that I do my best to keep my guests anonymous, which brings me to the fun part for this week's episode. Are you ready for this one? Yay, peace. <laughs> <laughs> right, so um, I've gone over to, uh, where am I? I'm, I'm trying to decide which one I should go for. Okay, I'm, I'm going over to, the, to East Africa, right? Ooh, okay. And uh, I've chosen a name for you from the Swahili language, and it's Imamu, which doesn't roll off the tongue easily, but Imamu, which is I-M-A-M-U. Imamu. Mm-hmm. So either oh, okay. I'm going to call you Ima for short because that feels easier to remember or I could call you Mamu. Which one do you want? Ima is better. Ima. <laughs> <laughs> right, so I'm going to call you Ima and what that means is somebody that's a spiritual leader. Ooh, okay. How, sp- how, how, how spiritual are you? I'm very, very spiritual. I've, I've always been saying I'm not a religious person mm-hmm. but I'm a very spiritual person. Mm-hmm. So can we say that you're a spiritual leader? Yes, I'm a spiritual leader Amen. for. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> no, for the non conservatives, I'm a spiritual leader. Okay. And uh, what name are you giving? The- You're talking about a guy? Um. Yeah, he's a trans man. So, yeah. <clears throat> he's a trans man? Yeah. So, someone who was female and turning into a man. Yeah, someone who was born female, yeah, that identifies as male. Ooh, Shem. And this is this is what the relationship is about. Uh-huh. 
and the relationship is about what? What is this a romantic thing or a friendship thing? Uh, ah. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Say no more, my G. Say no more. <laughs> Say no more. <laughs> Don't be this person. Okay. Okay. okay, what are you calling this person? Right? What are you calling this person? What are you calling them? I'm going to like. I'm gonna call them Dan. Dan, yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. So this is a story about Ima and Dan. And the second reason, I'm still juggling because yeah, I think I'm I'm really gonna enjoy this one. <laughs> anyway, the second reason why the podcast is really popular is people uh, learn real life lessons from the story you're gonna share. So, what would you like people listening to this episode to go away with? Um, most of the lessons I'm sure people will pick from when we're talking but I, I, I wrote down like five mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so the first one uh, is some friendships are just that like some friendships are meant to just be friendships there's mm-hmm. like really no need for people to cross boundaries and decide that they would be good together in a relationship mm-hmm. okay yeah number two uh, red flags guys I feel like this is like a very consistent <laughs> thing <laughs> Yep, red flags are not pink red flags are not a carnival guys like red flags are red flags like listen to what people what a person tells you and stop staying in places where you're not wanted yeah true lesson number three yeah. uh, it's knowing what's, why someone broke up with their ex is very important yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. it's very important to know why that relationship end, mm. ended and then number four would be uh, heal first before starting something new. Mm-hmm. Like take like if you just out of out of a relationship, take time out to just like heal from that relationship and like work through whatever happened in that relationship before jumping into the next one. Mm-hmm. And the last one, which I feel is very important, is um, that this this mainly um, speaks to uh, queer people or people like who like uh, questioning their sexuality Mm -hmm. you don't need to be in a relationship to validate your sexuality you can find yourself first and know who you are and also like maybe like for bisexual people pansexual people Mm -hmm. having dated one gender does not mean like the other part of you is not real or it's a joke you can be bisexual and never have been with a woman or a man Uh but it doesn't change your sexuality What's your sexuality? Pansexual. <laughs> what does that mean? Uh, it, it, it just means uh, anything goes. <laughs> yeah? Yeah, anything goes. Like, I'm, I'm attracted to a person and not necessarily, like, their gender. Mm-hmm. So, it can be, like, um, a trans man, a masculine woman, a cis man. Like, as long as, like, I vibe well with their personality. Uh, then This explains something very well to me. Uh, I won't bring it up here. because what? Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> it's, it's, it's better if I ask it in confidence because it will lead people to who you are. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, okay. It okay, definitely okay, will okay. so, so salty it off the record. Right, cool. Okay, so, um, play back those lessons. Number one, some friendships are just that. There's no need to cross boundaries. Lesson number two, red flags are not pink. They are not a carnival. Red flags are red flags, period. Lesson number three, knowing why someone broke up with their ex is very important. I totally agree with this. 
Lesson number four, heal first before starting something new. And last but not least, you don't need to be in a relationship to validate your sexuality. Cool. Mm-hmm. So let's get into it, uh, Imma. Where did you meet uh, Dan and why did you decide this is the person I'm going to have something romantic with? Uh, <laughs> I, I met Dan when I was still in uni. It was my final year. Mm-hmm. The funny part is like at that time I was still, I was in a very like toxic relationship, but it was now like long distance mm-hmm. with, with a cis man. And, but I was also starting to question my sexuality and trying to figure out who I am. Mm-hmm. So when we, I met Dan to like a mutual friend and then it was just like, oh, this is just someone I know from through this person. What it was, it was never like really solid, but somehow um, because Dan was always coming to 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 the city where I was in uni, we ended up like um, meeting a lot at, when we would go out. Like I was going through the a lot in my final year, mm. and I think I was I was in the club a lot, like a lot. I would do like Wednesday through Sunday. Mm. So we started going out like a lot. That's like so. That's how we 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 then like got to sort of like know each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then um, we 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 can be we became much closer after I finished uni and moved to the capital city of my home country mm-hmm. for for work. Because my mutual friend, our mutual friend was also there and would also still like hang out a lot. And that's how me and Dan started talking. Like we became really good friends because he, he is good at, um, you know, like those weird and wild conspiracy theories. Mm-hmm. We would have such conversations, like things about the existence of aliens. We would, um, interrogate like certain things about movies about existence but it was just interesting because we would just like go into like this like rabbit hole yeah and would also talk a lot about um like being self-aware about mental health and he also did help me a lot with my 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 journey to understanding my sexuality and Mm. being comfortable with who i am how did Dan help you with that? Because at that time I was I was questioning a lot and I also come from a religious family. Mm. So it's not like they outright like don't like queer people, but they just like it's not something that's normal. So I had so many things that I was questioning, like the fact that am I actually gay or it's because like I was hurt so much by cis men. Um Oh, like, who am I attracted to? Like, why am I attracted to those people? Like, where do I stand? You know, like, things like that. Because he also did help me, like, work through some of the emotional abuse and, like, abuse (laughs) that I went through in in, in the relationship I had been when we met. Like, Mm. at that time, the relationship had now ended, fortunately. Mm. So like he he really did help me work through all of that because like there was also like a bit of um 
just a side note, like I feel like when you um when you're still young and you've not dated before, don't date someone who's older than you, someone who has lived their life. It's it's it never goes well, especially if you've never had like sex before. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> people tend to be selfish. And if you have your like your first sexual experience with someone who's selfish and who thinks that they know better than you it's it's bound to affect you deeply and like just ruin your ability to enjoy sex and mm. be comfortable with it mm. so yeah dan did help me with all of that so yeah that's how we that's how we kind of like became friends and then i would always hint to to dan about like maybe wanting more but like then I was always like, I ah, know we're cool like that. We're cool like that. What, what? I don't do relationships. What, what? And then this one time we went out, we went to a friend's place and then we somehow we started kissing and then like uh, things got out of control. <laughs> and yeah, we went to the car and then yeah, stuff happened. But <laughs> the following morning, then like had forgotten and it took him like two weeks and he's like did we on that day i'm like yeah mm-hmm. we did and then he's like why didn't you say anything i'm like well you were quiet about it so i didn't want to make things awkward <laughs> so i i obviously have a lot of things playing up in um in my mind here had had, had you guys been drinking um or, or you guys I, were <laughs> He had he had been drinking. I don't drink then. Uh, he had been drinking, but I'd had like a bit of weed. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, and he he had been drinking. Like I also did later found out that this this was something. Um, Dan wasn't really good at uh, at holding his alcohol. Uh-huh. And I don't know if it was from past relationships or it's just who he was. But he he's attracted. I'm a very calm person. I don't like drama. Mm-hmm. And I don't like, like, I, I just want peace, <laughs> but he, he had a thing, like he had a thing for, for, for drama because I would not, I don't know why I didn't pick this up. It, it started clicking to me after the, um, after like we, we, we stopped talking. I'm like, the signs were all there because you would talk about how him and his ex would fight and then start throwing each other's things out the window. How, if they go out, they would end up fighting. And, Honestly, I'm not that person. If we go out and we have a disagreement and we're out with other people, we have to table that disagreement like, and we'll talk about it in our own space. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not about to be having a screaming mage in, in front of people or, you know, but he was that person. Mm. Yeah. And he, he was also like very selfish and self-centered because I remember at some point when I was telling him like how what he was doing like made me feel and stuff, he told me to go and read the subtle art the subtle art of not giving a fuck. <laughs> I'm yet to read that book. I hear it's a really good book, eh? also hear it like i did try reading it right at the time but i didn't go anywhere because i was so hurt like yeah. i was <laughs> i was so hurt and then yeah, yeah. my feels because i'm like what because you'd always go like oh you're so sensitive even like from a friendship perspective and i'm like i oh, know like like i don't like this like oh you're so sensitive you should stop caring and then i'm like i oh, know this stuff affects me because i i easily get affected by 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 things around me and stuff 
he'll just be like, no, it's, it's, it's none of your business. You need to stop caring. Stop being so sensitive, you know? Mm-hmm. So it, it was just like, I, I feel like from day one, and as much as the friendship was good in the sense that we got to talk about a lot of things, it was also like from an emotional perspective, I feel like it, it was very <laughs> toxic. Mm-hmm. And um, I think the other thing I, that made me hang on to him for uh, long. Before, but before we even get there, because, <laughs> but because remember, we still have just experienced you guys being intimate in the car. Yeah. At, at at the time that you guys were intimate, what stage of the um transition was Dan at? Were they still at the hormone therapy stage or they had gone through to the surgical stage where they've had their vagina removed and it's been replaced by a penis? Uh, they hadn't gone through surgical. It's like surgical, especially in my home country. One, it's very expensive. Two, mm-hmm. it's not even accessible in, in, in the country as well. Mm-hmm. And then... um prior even hormones because they're not accessible so the only way you can access them is on the black market and mm-hmm. they're pretty expensive and at that time dan was unemployed mm-hmm. so he he had started like before we met though he said like he had started like um taking hormones for a bit but mm-hmm. then had to stop because it was too expensive so at that time he was just um like socially trans he had like just socially transitioned. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. okay. Like yeah, he was like living his life as a trans man, like wearing binders and stuff, but mm-hmm. not really doing anything medical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, gotcha. So you guys have your intimate encounter, he's trying to remember, he's like, did we? Then you're like, yeah, we did and stuff. Was that the point that you guys relationship in quotes started? Because for now it feels as if you guys were torn between being friends and pushing it a little further than just being friends? Uh, I wanted more. Mm-hmm. But Dan, I feel like Dan at that time, he was also still hung up on his ex because they, they broke up in a very bad way. And honestly, their breakup was facilitated by his other ex. Ah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So it was like, it was a really messy situation. So... Mm. Yeah, so he was still hung up on her and then he would also still like, they were now seeing each other as friends. But yeah, there was stuff going on there. Like it's, I'm I'm not even sure. I think Dan was, just didn't know what he wanted. Yeah. With life, with life in general, not just with relationships. So we didn't, like it's, it was a bit of a, because I'm also like a person like at, at that time, I, I suck at uh, at saying what I want and asking for it. I wanted more, but like I would drop hints, but then the response I would get was, was very nice, but I would just like hold on and like one day, one day. What kind of response would you get? It's just like, oh, you're still young. Uh, oh, let me find you someone. Like, he was always trying to find me someone, honestly. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he was constantly trying to find me someone. And at that time, I thought it was like part of the whole thing of him trying to help me with my uh, sexuality and stuff. But now I'm just like, no, that, that was not cool. <laughs> like, so, you can't. So, whilst you're dropping all of these hints, um, and you've obviously had your intimate encounter. Did you, mm-hmm. did you have more of those during the time that he kept telling you, oh, you know, 
let me try and find you someone, you know, let's get somebody else, blah, 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 blah. Or, or that was a one-off. Uh, that happened. And then we went back to being friends, like with, with, with nothing in between. And then mm. he introduced me to someone and I got with that person. Like, I don't know why, but I got with that person. And then we had like a very bad breakup. No, not, not even actually before the breakup, like the relationship was just like really bad. <laughs> So I started, uh, so we started like having sex again with Dan. Ah, so this person <laughs> that Dan introduced you to, with, huh? how did they identify themselves sexually? Did they identify themselves as male, as female? They were also a trans man. They're also trans man. Okay. Yeah. So Dan has introduced you to another trans man. You guys mm-hmm. do stuff, you guys have a breakup and then you and Dan go back to having sex. Yeah, like we didn't break up. Before we broke up, me and Dan were already like sort of like having sex. Were we? You see, like the, the problem is, is it's just all so mixed and together. But I do know that at some point um, while, we were to- while, while we were talking about that other person and how they were treating me and stuff, we started getting intimate again. Even though at that point, even while we were intimate, Dan was still trying to set me up with other people. <laughs> So you and Dan were fuck buddies? Sort of, yeah. Uh, well, at least he didn't see you as anything more than somebody that he, he could have casual sex with. Whereas for you, it was deeper than that. Yeah, it was deep because like, I, I, it was deep because I then also got emotionally attached. Um, having never had like um, a selfless sexual experience or an enjoyable sexual experience, <laughs> And then meeting someone who is like really good at at that mm. just got me attached. Like I was just like, oh my god, if I leave this person, because my ex is always like, because um, I, I never like really enjoyed sex with him. I was like, I know it's a new thing. What what? Because I've been having sex for like with a lot of people, and they're always happy. What what? So this is like a new thing. So I had massive um, self esteem issues in that area. But with Dan, he would like walk me through the entire process. He would check in. He would ask what I wanted. And when I told him, like, that's why he would do. Mm. So that's probably why I then got like really attached. You're drawn to how attentive he was. Yes, he mm. was very attentive and very selfless. And he really did help me a lot in terms of like knowing my own body and knowing what I like and what I enjoy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then this goes on for how long? A month or two? Six? A year? <sighs> this story went on because we met when it was um, 2018. And then, so it was a year because it, like we then stopped um, talking uh, late 2019. Mm. Yeah. What led to you guys stopping to talk to each other? Uh, <laughs> it, it goes with this. Okay, so what happened was we started um, doing stuff and then I met someone that I really liked and we're vibing really well. And this this person, it was clear that this is not a friendship. Like we're getting to know each other with the potential of it um, getting somewhere. Mm. Um, was this another being, trans man? At that time, they were just a person. What does they that were mean? Born, um, it's a person who was born female, but doesn't really identify as female. 
as a woman. And what do they identify as? As a person. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like it's like we're not really stuck on labels. Like um labels are very restrictive and it also make it difficult for people to find who they are and who they want to be. So at that time and plus this person like didn't really like a lot of people don't know about like non-binary about like the different um branches within the trans identities so they were just vibing as a person like they were just like oh okay i have a female body but i don't really think i'm a woman so you know i was i was uh, reading something on twitter the other day where somebody identified themselves as invisible and they okay, have- no, that's- <laughs> and their pronouns are who, where. <laughs> <laughs> no, those are just memes. Like, those are just memes. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought I'd drop that in there because, yeah, oh, you know, this is um, this is all very good uh, education for 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 some people that may not know some of the things that you're describing there. Okay, so 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 yeah. so, so they describe themselves as a as a person, which which I guess is what you're saying is non-binary, mm-hmm. right? So so you guys were together. Um, that that doesn't sound like it worked out very well. It died very quickly. Yeah. Uh, so like that's the, that's the thing. We were together, and I was really vibing with this person. But mm. then I had gotten um, so dependent on Dan. <laughs> Like I, I, I emotionally and sexually, I'd gotten so dependent on Dan. So it was like, it, it, it was making it difficult for me to like properly get to know this person. And I was not sure what I wanted. Mm-hmm. And this person, I think <laughs> like, like they were, um, it's not that they were not sure, but we're just getting, still getting to know each other and everything. But then some, there was also like an issue where I had um a bit of an, a nice interaction with one of their closest friends because like one of their closest friends, like thought I was trying to steal their partner or something and it, like almost got violent. What, what do you call a nice interaction? I, I feel like you're being flowery about this. Just say it as it is. What, what's a nice interaction? Uh, and a nice interaction. Things oh. got a nice, oh, like, sorry, not sorry. so nice, yeah. Oh, sorry, 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 so, sorry. I thought I heard you say that you had a nice interaction with one no, of them. No, no, oh, no, Okay, no. sorry, my bad. <laughs> sorry, I'm here. I'm spending too much time around white people. <laughs> so, <my> accent... <laughs> so, uh... so I pick up accents really easily. That's why my accent is all over the place. That's thing. cool. So, okay, so you're like, yeah, okay, so, so there was an nice interaction which which almost got violent because people felt you were being predatory and you wanted someone within their circle, one of their people. Yeah. No, like mm. this person, right, was very close friends with um the the other the other person. Yeah. So um at some point, also I blamed then at some point, um, this girl had broken up with her girlfriend. And then while they had broken up, Dan was close friends with this girlfriend and then tried to set me up with that friend. Mm-hmm. So when I went to talk when I went to meet up with that friend, like like it, I was like, no, this person is not over their ex because the whole time they even broke down, <laughs> started mm. crying. It was really sad because also their ex was a very toxic person. So I was just like, you know what, this is not going to work, but we can just hang out with friends. So it uh, turns out that this person was also close. I'm going to call this the, the, the other person, I'm going to call them James because they are more in touch with their masculinity than their femininity. So 
this person um, was friends with James through their ex-girlfriend that they were still attached to because James caught each other. They like even caught each other like siblings, like they referred to each other as siblings. <laughs> so um, when I, when they like, this person finally got back with their ex and then she starts texting me. She's like, oh, please stay away from my girlfriend. What, what? I heard that you guys were talking, but we're now together. And I was just like, eh, mm. okay. And I was just like, you know what? I was never interested, but okay, Iribo. Like, I was just like, oh, okay, cool. And then, so the one time, the one time, so I then like met uh, James through uh, Dan and this initial person. Um, so I, I met James and then we started, like, that's when we started talking and hanging out. And then on one of those hangouts, it just so happens that the person I was set up with was there with their girlfriend, and the girlfriend went ballistic and just started mm. going crazy, like trying to hit me, beat me up. The mm. funny part is because I was so high at the time, I didn't even realize that she was trying to attack me. But the people around me were the ones that were noticing it because I would actually go and like, ah, is she okay? What's going on? Mm-mm. And <laughs> that time this person is trying to break bottles on my head. <laughs> Up to a point where she had to physically be carried out of the club at some point. So because of that, I then sort of like drew away from James. I was like, ah, you know what? This is like, James is really close to this person. If I pursue this thing with, with James, I might end up like being in the same vicinity with with her. And I really don't want that in my life right now. Mm. So while we were doing that, Dan was ever present. Mm. <laughs> As my confidant, as my uh, fuck buddy, <laughs> mm-hmm. he was there throughout the whole process. Like, oh, you like this person, just go for them. You like this person, just go for them. Uh, up to a point where, like, but then at that time, Dan was now also showing like interests in me. Mm-hmm. So we ended up having a fight about it. And I was like, tell me what you want. Like, what do you want? Because I was just like, now, like, okay, I can't, if I'm going to pursue this thing with, with 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 James, I we can't continue like being intimate yeah. with each other. Like it just wouldn't work. And he was also like, Yeah, you can't have your cake and eat it as well. What what? And then I was like, What do you want? Like, because like you know where I've been standing this whole time. You know I've been wanting to get with you like this whole time, but you've just been acting sketchy and stuff. And then he's like, no, like, you, you know, I want you, but like, I feel like you're not ready for, for that type of relationship. You're not ready for serious things. You're still playing. I'm like, how am I still playing? I'm the one who's here. And the only reason I started talking to James was because of you. And now that things like are going like really well with James, like you're, 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 you're acting out what, what. So somewhere along that conversation, we decided that uh, we were going to be together and I ghosted James. Oh, yeah. Poor James, man. <laughs> no, like, uh, I was so bad. Uh, I was like, <laughs> I, I did a really shitty thing. Honestly, I did a really shitty thing. Like, that was like one of the worst mistakes I've ever made in my life. Mm. Yeah, so... Uh, yeah, along that I got the jams. Like it's 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 weird because at that time I feel like also I feel like part of me knew that this thing with Dan is not gonna go far 
but I just wanted to get Dan out of my system and then pursue things with James, which is why I went silent. Like I went silent, but I was like leaving room for like, you know, I might come back. Ish. It's very toxic, I know, but yeah, at that time I was like, you know what, let me just get Dan out of my system and then I'll go back to James and see what's happening there. Mm. So now we're together with Dan and I'm trying to set boundaries because I'm like, like, you know what? You can't always like when we go out, your ex is there and I know you still have feelings for her because of the way you talk about her. And like, you would get mad about that. And then also like the relationship with Dan, to be honest, like it, the only good part of that relationship was the conversations and the sex everything else was just like really bad because this person has no direction with their life and they're always making excuses and blaming other people for why they are where they are in life and not taking any accountability so talking about accountability let's account for you right Mm-hmm. Um, what was important to you in a relationship? What did you want out of Dan? Or, or, uh, or whoever would have been great as a partner? I think I wanted someone who understood me. Someone who didn't try to change the person that I am. Mm-hmm. I also wanted some like stability and security. Like I, I don't like, um, I didn't like the whole feeling like I'm you I'm I'm not your first option. Now you've just described two things that Dan was and they're not on any of the things you mentioned. You said you want somebody who understands you. I think Dan did, funny enough. Yeah, he, he um, kinda did. You didn't you didn't you wanted someone who didn't try to change you and you wanted stability and security and all things you've mentioned about Dan was that your great conversation and great sex. Just those two things. <laughs> so you were literally hovering around a place where you knew you shouldn't be. Yep. So why were you so keen on having him out of your system when he matches nothing your system is asking for? It should have been the easiest thing to do because it's nothing that you want. Sex can blind people, guys. <laughs> mm. Sex can blind people, especially if you're a person that like hasn't like had as much sexual experience and hasn't had like like really good sexual experiences prior you you get really attached honestly like what they say like sex is bad guys Mm. (laughs) because like here's the thing it was not a situation where i was like this guy understands me sexually this guy i had um I opened up about a lot of things with Dan. Like Dan knew a lot of things that I felt like other people would not understand about me. I felt like other people would not be interested in and he was still there. Um, Dan would walk me through like everything. You know, like how I was was saying I was so insecure about like whether or not like having sex with me is is an enjoyable thing for the other person. Mm -hmm. And I didn't even know like, okay, what do we do when we're having sex? What am I supposed to do? But like Dan walked me through that. So I had this fear of if I move on to someone else, I'm going to have to tell them all of these other things. 
all of um because there had been like some form of like sexual abuse in my previous relationships that mm. affected my ability. So I felt like if I have to start over that whole process again, like this person that, that whoever the person is, they're not going to stick around. They're not going to want this baggage. And then what if, um, Dan is the only one that knows how to have sex with me and how to make me feel confident. Yeah. So I, I was so afraid of that, of being vulnerable with another person, of learning how to be comfortable with another person because I wasn't sure if they would be able to make me feel comfortable. Gotcha. That, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, no, I totally get that now. So do you guys then become officially an item or are you still, you know, kind of saying, hmm, because now, because, because now you've asked him what, what he wants. What did Dan say you wanted out of you and the whole relationship thing? Honestly, at that time, I think I had what I wanted to hear. Which was? Which was, oh, I want to be with you. Oh, Dan said this? No, he, like, now when I think about it and reflect, I'm like, no, this guy never, like, said his intentions. Mm. He just was not, he, what he just said was, he's not comfortable um, being my fuck buddy when I'm talking to someone else and being intimate with someone else. That's what he said. So, he, so, so on the, because, because I, I kind of took a bit of a detour when you had said that you asked Dan what they wanted and their mm-hmm. response was that they don't want to have sex with you whilst you were talking to other people. Mm-hmm. Okay. But and being intimate with other people. <laughs> but Dan was not confident enough or did not want to outright say that they were into you like that. Yeah. So they wanted to be exclusive without saying they want to be exclusive. Exactly. <laughs> uh, which in layman's terms means I don't really want you. Yep. <laughs> because like they wanted to be exclusive, but like they wanted exclusivity from me because I knew like he was still talking to his ex, like on, on a, like, like emotionally, to be honest, and as much as they were not physical with each other, but I felt like emotionally they were still together. So it would have been like emotional cheating. Mm. So he wanted exclusivity from my side, but not necessarily from his side. Mm-hmm. So he was asking for something to be unbalanced. He was asking for, an unbalanced relationship in their favor. Yes, exactly. Mm. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, there was that. And then like the other thing at that time, I was also, um, I was not rich, <laughs> but I was sponsoring the relationship because I would um, pay for dance transports to come see me. And then he would probably spend like almost like a, like a, half of the week, if not most of the week at my place. And when he wanted to drink, I was the one that would buy the alcohol. When we went out, I was the one, it was my card. And I felt like at some point, because at some point he felt entitled to my money because sometimes I would not even plan be planning on spending the money, but somehow you'd get me to spend the money. Yeah. It gave me to spend the money. And then it was also bad. Like, I think it got bad because every time we're together, we would be high. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
and my roommates even like my roommates which also happened like one of them was also like my 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 work met they were like guys like this house is always smelling like weed this is not good mm. <laughs> like and then he was also even like ah why are you always high like you know it's, it's not it's not good for you at that time i thought you know like um couples that smoke together stay together yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> is, is is that how the saying goes yes <laughs> couples that smoke together stay together right <laughs> So it was just like a whole thing. We're like, oh, we vibe well together. We get high together. And we agree. The funny part is we would talk about, um, there was a certain couple we knew that was always drunk or high. And we talk about how toxic that is without realizing that we were also that couple. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. Like you see, you see things in other people, but you don't see them in you. So we, we went on for like a while on some, this, this is what Dan is always here. When Dan wants to go out, I'm like, okay, how much will it cost? Okay, let's go then. And then weirdly, like when we go out, like there was a time I got tickets for like some music festival for us to go. And then when we get there, his ex is there. Mm-hmm. And, and he spends like, half the night talking to his ex mm. <laughs> and I'm just here like okay <laughs> this is what we're doing and if I talk to him about it it's like ah stop being so insecure like she's just a friend you know I can't just get rid of her yeah, so <laughs> there was all of that and, and, and what would you do if he if he said that, you just chill? I'll keep quiet. Mm. I'll, I'll just chill and keep quiet because also now this is like, um, some of those things would happen in public and like I said, I'm not, I'm not a fighter. In, I'm not a fighter. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm not a fighter. I'm just going to keep quiet and just, just do me. Like, because with that night, I then left him with his ex and then luckily we also had other friends. That's so like, the, those are the people I then spent the rest of the night with dancing and, you know, like, having fun with while he was with her and he only came back to me after she left Hmm. and and (sighs) and you didn't try what did you do when he came back after she left nothing because stupid me i was just like ah okay this like i feel like i felt like he was doing me a favor by being with me Hmm. yeah well yeah you know, so be, at, because you've described your history, I, I can see why you would say that. Yeah, so I thought he was doing a, me a favor by being with me. And then secondly, remember like at some point when I tried to be very vocal about my feelings, he told me to read a book. Because <laughs> I, I swear, I know we didn't talk for like a month or two months at that time. And then he even went on like, he would even to say things like, ah, you know what, I know like... um. Even when, when people break up with me, they always come back. After a couple of months, they'll still come back. They can't get enough of me. What, what? Mm. So people decide that they don't want to talk to me. But I know, like, I'm not even going to bother because I know in a few months they'll be back. Mm. So uh, I was just like, I would take a lot, honestly. Yeah. And 
it also got, I think it also started suffocating me because he was always there. Like he was literally always there in mm. my place. Like mm. at my place, he was always there. When we went out, he was always there. Like he was literally, I swear we were spending too much time together. It started suffocating me mm. because I also have, like I, I, I sometimes prefer to have like time out where I just focus on myself Mm. And, you know, away from people to recharge my social batteries and everything. Mm, mm. And because the energy that he came with, um, the energy that he came with uh, was draining. Like, I didn't pick that up at that point. He would, spending time with him would drain me so much that I would really actually need to recharge my batteries. But I never got a chance to do that. Yeah. So we start, uh, we start doing what we started doing, and at some point, I was like, you know what, like fuck this. I start talking to James. Mm-hmm. I start talking to James again. We start talking, and then James like, oh, we start. I'm, I'm now trying to see if I can pursue things with James. So he would see, like, at some point when he saw the messages, it was like, oh, you're talking to this person again. I'm like, yeah, but we're just friends. Like, we're just talking normal things. And I was like, oh, I know you like this person. I'm like, but I'm with you. And it's like, yeah, but I know you like them. Hey, what, what? And I was like, ah, no, just let it go. Mm. <laughs> and then, like, like, would always end up, like, would always end it. I, I don't know. We never, like, really ended that conversation. But he would just be acting up and acting mad and stuff. Until like um, there was this one weekend where things got a bit too much for me because uh, we went out and then he's like, ah, nah, this girl, this girl is playing me. Like we went out with his friends. So it was just me and his friends. And then he starts his nonsense. He's like, "I this person is playing me. What, what? Eh? You, you, you are talking to this person. You're trying to cheat on me. You are selfish. You are. And this is a public place, by the way. Mm. And this person is, is shouting and getting mad. It's like, hey, like you, you're toxic. Why are you cheating? Hey, do you want me? Are you using me? Like, I feel like you're using me. What, what? You know, and I'm like, what do you mean? Like, you feel like I'm using you. Like, you're the one. And I, I was like, you're the one that's always talking to your ex and bringing her places. And he's like, ah, but she's just my friend. It's different from what you're doing. And like, it, it, luckily, like one of his other friends was, was also sort of like friends with me and understands like that drama. We're not like, we don't like drama, especially in public. Managed to calm him down and like tell him to know like, these people around, bro, you can't be doing this, this mm. nonsense. Mm. And also because I wasn't engaging, because I think if I'd engaged him, it might have actually gotten physical because that's what he was used to. Mm-hmm. And probably that's what he craved a lot because he was always trying to start like this petty arguments and this petty fights, but I was very unresponsive because it's not who I am. Mm. So we went, we ended up going back and I ended up spending more money than I planned to because like now I've bought these people alcohol mm. and now because these people decided to stay longer than they should have, we now have to get a taxi because there's no more transport. Mm. 
we I ended up like having to pay for the taxi and then mm. the following week my best friend was coming through and I was like uh okay we can find one day like she was coming through for the week and I hadn't seen her in like the longest and then Dan somehow invited himself over for that weekend because at that time I also wanted to give um James <laughs> To meet up with James for, cause it was like around the same time as their birthday. So I wanted, I actually wanted to introduce my best friend to James and not Dan. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then I was like, you know what? And then when, and Dan somehow managed to invite, to invite himself and then things got like really bad and I was like, you know what? Uh, we're going to go out with my, with my friend. I'm going to go out with my friend. And I will, I will, we'll, we'll see you later. Cause I just, I, I just told my best friend, I'm like, I don't feel, I'm feeling suffocated and this is my house. And she's like, oh, let's go out and go meet what? James. Mm. So we went out, spent the, the, spent the whole day out. We ended up just doing lunch and we couldn't meet James cause James like doesn't come through. So, but we, we still had fun cause at least I'm like just with someone peaceful and stuff. Mm. We went back this guy is drunk and he's going ballistic. He's like, ah, oh, you're cheating. You're going to see James. I know it. I saw the messages. I saw you talking to James. Is that what you are? You guys are here. Like he went crazy. And then I was like, you know what? Go home. And then he's like, well, how am I supposed to go home? I'm just here. I have no transport money. What, what? Mm. And I'm like, yo, that's not, because at that point, I think I was fed up. I was like, you know what? That's not my problem. Mm, mm-hmm. Do you? Because it's like, hey, there's no more transport. I was like, like there'll be no more transport. Because at that time, there was still transport available that could take him to his place. Yeah. But he he just decided to start shouting. He's like, hey, where am I going to go? What, what? And then at some point, I ended up like saying, okay, like, let me give you the money. This is like money that's enough for transport. And then he starts saying there's no more transport. I'm like, but there's still transport right now. If you leave now, you find transport to go home. But he then just chooses to continue shouting. And then my housemates came through and took him and sat down with him and then he starts telling them how I am such a horrible person I'm cheating on him I'm treating him like trash and now I'm telling him to go out alone he could because it's now dark and he's like he could get he could get um marked or something and what if he doesn't find transport and I'm just chasing him out of the house mm-hmm. like that and you know my my friends at that time they actually thought he was telling the truth that I'm, 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 I'm cheating on him or something. And they were like, ah, don't do that. Just let him sleep over. I'm like, you know what guys, if you guys want him to sleep over, he's your problem, not yeah. my problem. Yeah, yeah. Like deal with it. And then they were like, they, they then spoke to him and then gave him a blanket. They're like, you can sleep on the couch. And then he's like, okay, cool. cool okay. Okay. I'll leave tomorrow in the morning. And we're like, okay, cool. I go, I sleep with my, like I sleep in my room. I like with my best friend, and then somewhere around midnight, he comes in and he's like, there is no way I'm sleeping out there with the mosquitoes. <laughs> uh-huh. And I'm like, no, but I told you to go home. Go mm. and talk to the people that like, they have bedrooms. Yeah. Like go and sleep with one of them. Ah, and then he starts shouting and then he starts using everything I've ever told him in confidence to attack me yeah he's like maybe this is why you're treated like trash because you don't you you're you're like this horrible person maybe this is why this person did this to you Mm. like like he used like all of that against me i was like what and he was getting physical as well and 
somehow he was stronger than me and he's pulling me because I was trying to walk away and then he pulled me back and like shoved me on the ground and then I just sat there and he spoke and he spoke and he spoke until he like finally passed out Mm. that's when I stood up took a blanket went and slept on the couch Mm -hmm. and the following morning he woke up like nothing is wrong and we, we didn't even talk I was just talking to my friend I was just like you know what bye Bye, bye. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not dealing with this. I didn't even talk to him, and then he, he left, until he left, and then he tried messaging me at some point, trying to justify his nonsense, and you know, I was trying to listen to him and give him benefit of the doubt, mm-hmm. doubt, but like, it just got worse <laughs> because he was taking zero, like he was taking zero responsibility over what happened and what he had done and what he had said. Mm-hmm. And he kept on saying, I started it. I shouldn't have started it. I'm a very selfish person. He just kept on attacking me. That's when I'm like, you know what? It's fine. And I deleted his number from my phone. And we never spoke since. (laughs) You know, um, there were so many things here that, um, well, well, they're not really that many that indicated that this was the wrong place for you to be in. It's just the sheer fact that he couldn't tell you up front. Well, well, he, he kind of did that. Hey, look, uh, I'm not really up for this. And then suddenly when he was up for it, um, it was on their terms, at their pace, at their mm-hmm. demand. Um, and everything was always one-sided. So there was so much, so much, so much for you to potentially use as reasons to leave but then because you described what you had been through before and and yeah. how this person seemed to be attentive to you because one of the things you mentioned right at the beginning was just how attentive dan was mm-hmm. i think you kind of got lost in that source and lost in the comfort that you were receiving and the validation that you were receiving that no you actually are something and you are with something and then somebody's paying your attention and somebody's yeah. making you feel good emotionally and mm-hmm. then on top of that the sex was really good too and and they were kind of teaching you how to have great sex so you got you got hooked onto all of that and you just couldn't see past that yeah but it <laughs> but, but it all then just makes all of your lessons come to life really because you're saying that some friendships are just that and it it did feel like you guys were just really good friends from the get-go mm-hmm. and yeah we were and all of this that you did in between was just really satisfying your curiosity one, about what good sex could really feel like. And two, what being paid attention really made you feel. It's easy to get hooked onto a feeling of feeling nice, especially when you're coming from a place where you felt like rubbish the whole time. Yeah. You can get addictive. And then your second lesson there was red flags aren't pink. You know, they're not a carnival. Red flags are red flags. Yeah, you know, it, all of the stuff that Dan was doing were huge red flags. But they were red flags to a situation that wasn't a relationship. They were red flags to a situationship. Mm. Which, yeah, they are red flags, but those kind of things are exactly what they are. They are non-committal, they are um, temporary, they are transactionary. And he was just playing by the rule book of what goes with those kind of things. So yeah, it is a red flag, but in the same breath, it is what it is. If you have somebody who's saying to you, I'm not really keen on on being with you, um, 
And then when you ask them what they want, they don't really give you a straightforward answer. And then when you start moving on, they decide, okay, who you move on with at what pace and in what quantities you must continue to give them what they want. Eh, you know, leave it, let it be. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. It was always, I guess it was like at some point always about him. Mm. And I was, I lost control at some point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I lost control over who I who who I wanted to be with yeah. and what I wanted and I think the the saddest part for me is that because of of that I lost a good friend <laughs> because there's certain times when I see something I'm like ah oh, then would have loved yeah, this yeah, yeah, <laughs> like ah yeah. oh, could have had such a great conversation about this with Dan <laughs> but I no longer have that because. I, I I crossed lines that were never meant to be crossed. What a shame! I'll um <laughs> I'll finish up wrapping the the, the the other three lessons you had. Uh, lesson number three was that knowing why someone broke up with your ex is very important. So why was it? okay? This was important because they Dan kept going back to the ex, isn't it? Yeah, they then kept going so back to the ex because. So did you ever find out why they really broke up or why they did not break up? Because it sounds like they're still trying to be with each other. It's like it's like these people wanted to be together, but they couldn't be together because his other ex had outed her to her family and was threatening so many things. Mm. So it's like they wanted to be together, but they couldn't be together. She left because she felt like the situation was too much for her to handle, mm. but not necessarily because they no longer felt something for each other. Yeah, such situations you you always lose out. Yeah. You never priority. Exactly. Do you know that like this guy, if we're together and she calls him, is going to drop everything we're doing and go to her. Yeah. Because it's like yeah. my friend, yeah. my friend needs me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then um, lesson number four, heal first before starting something new. Yeah, that is very obvious, you know, for the both of you. Because mm. you were still healing from some form of abuse, which made Dan seem very appealing. Um, mm-hmm. And then last but not least, you don't need to be in a relationship to validate your sexuality. And this is one of the things you really did get hung up on because Dan was showing you the ropes mm. you know, around certain things that um, that you really got to like. And I was like, oh, okay, well, <laughs> let's... Uh, Let's leave it at that. But yeah, thank you. Thank you so much, uh, Ima, for, for, for sharing that. Thank you for having me. <laughs> um, for those who have been listening to this episode of The Feeling Station, those five key lessons came out. I don't think I need to repeat them because we just can't expand it on them. But yeah, I'm grateful that you gave me your time to listen to this episode of The Feeling Station. I'm your host, Tinto, and I look forward to catching you next weekend's episode. Peace. Tell me what you feel Sachis and Daru Raini and Chagis 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 and